Yeah, because most of his films are pretty crap. Right, fine. I'll start. Cool. Hi, I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys and we're chatting about Dolph Lundgren films. It's the Guys on Film podcast. I have the power. Okay. So, as you might have picked up already, this is going to be a Dolph Lundgren podcast. I mean, they would have picked that up. I mean, I literally just said it. Yeah, before. I mean, you didn't need me. They picked that up when they picked up their phone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and hit the button to download this podcast or stream it. How can they do that? Just go to one of our online things. That's They need more info than that. Come on. I okay, mean, look, fine. At this point, most podcasts would be selling you socks, uh, website, mattresses. We've got to sell our, our podcast, Ian. Funny thing is, I've just ordered 500,000 guys on film socks. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> but they're for personal use. And they're not pairs. If people want to know more about how to just get this podcast easily, this might be the first time, but to make it easier, you should go to your podcast provider and then hit the subscribe button. You might have to do some tomfoolery with your settings, but it should basically just download the podcast into your device every time it comes out each week. Which Tom would that be? Uh, Tom Hardy foolery, Tom Cruise Tom foolery. Hanks foolery. Tom, Tom Hanks Tom, foolery. Sorry, Tom okay. Hanks foolery. Yeah. yeah, okay. But I'm kind of thinking about ways that they can help us get more subscribers. So I keep saying, like, go share the things, agree with them on, like, facebook.com forward slash guys on film. But they haven't been but doing was, it. They, well, I mean, they haven't been doing that. So I've been thinking <laughs> of something out of the box that they could do instead. Okay. Now, I mean, it's probably a bad idea to make it a window that's regularly cleaned. But if you if you pick a window in a bus, um, because it's so cold out at the moment, you could write guys on film podcast in the condensation. Ah, okay. And then every time it gets uh, condensed again, what? condensated yep. again, okay, it's just going to live on five ever. It'll be it'll be viral. People will be like, "What's this ghostly word on <laughs> this window?" Oh, actually, it's a recommendation. So if everyone would just go out and do that this weekend, I think that's the next viral thing for us. I don't think any of the podcast has done it as well, so we'll be It's it's breaking first. new ground. Yeah, okay. Or breaking it's new f- condensation. Uh, yeah, fine. Can, what's on the show today? Okay, so uh, we've got a, a secchi one. Your idea was uh, something along the lines of um, Americans that have played Russians, is that right? No, it was it was Russians who were portrayed by actors from other countries in the right. movies. Okay, well, we can do that another time. Um, well, the the reason I brought it up is because basically our main our main headline thing today in the deep dive is Dolph Lundgren, and he famously played a Russian, a Soviet, when actually he's from Sweden. Yeah, he's a couple of times as well, probably. Uh, okay, so what we're going to be doing is in honor of uh, Dolph Lundgren's chemical engineering master's degree. And we uh, must honour it. Yeah, we must honour it. Everybody's got actually, to honour it. Actually, it's, if it's a master's degree, it's not an honours degree. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Um, I'm going to be forcing you to guess uh, from the character name, uh, movie professors and doctors. So you're going to be... I'm going to give you a name. Mm. You're going to tell me uh, what film it's from. You're going to tell me the actor and you're going to tell me what they studied in the film. Okay. Okay, that sounds fair. That sounds yeah. pretty good. Okay. Go on. Up. Up. 
<laughs> we're having an herb off. Okay, and then we've got uh, life scores, and then obviously we've spoken about this multiple times already, but we've got a deep dive on, on Lundgren. On Dolph Lundgren? Yeah. Hot off the presses, it's on Dolph Lundgren this week. Wow. Yeah. And I've just and by the way, and, and by the way, that's, that's on... Um, the recommendation of our listeners, because that yeah. was tied with Wrestlers 2.0. Yeah, so we hope you enjoyed Wrestlers, um, and we hope that you enjoy Lundgren too, because you chose it. So, you know, if it's not good, then it's kind of your fault. Then choose choose harder next time. Yeah. Okay, shall we go to Seggy 1? Yeah. Guys on Bill. Yeah, but guys, we're talking about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast, for real. You know what guys talk about Bill. I just want to warn you, I've had no time to rehearse Seggy One at all, so uh, this is completely live. Okay? When was the last time you rehearsed the Seggy One? Uh, I mean, I, I normally try and... Uh, uh, there's the writer's room phase, obviously. There's uh, planning and production Who, who's phase. In, who's in your writer's room? <laughs> Who isn't? Uh, just, just look well, at the... Me, uh, me, for one, and I'm on the show, so... Yeah, uh, this uh, is the first time hearing about a writer's room. Uh, and there's, there's, you know, there's uh, dress rehearsals, undressed rehearsals. Uh, there's all I'm sorts. in the undressed live performance phase. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, as discussed already, Dolph Lundgren is normally the cleverest guy in a room. I mean, you're going to have to have a pretty special room to have, you know, someone who's more intelligent than uh, than Lundgren in there because he has got. A master's degree in chemical engineering. What have you got? Um, listeners? Got, I'm, I'm asking the listeners, not oh, Ian. Right. You know, have a think about what you've got. So I'm going to be asking Ian. I'm going to give him a name of a character in a film. And they're going to be a professor or a doctor. And Ian's going to tell me what film it's from, who played them, and what they studied in the film. or what. what I mean, it does, it does sound quite tough when you put it that way. Just a name. Yeah. I mean, mate, I mate to... these are easy. You, you, I mean, Feasy. Like, <sighs> okay, so let's do this. Say you want. You've talked about it for days. Uh, you're, the um, your the call connection's literally just shat itself. Okay, so I actually got that as well. So I might call you back. <laughs> and you might not. Hello. Hi. Yeah, that's better. This is better. Okay. Yeah, this is a lot better. Yeah, wow, I don't think I've that's better. Okay, right. Uh, question number one. Now, there's three points up for grabs uh, okay. with each one, okay? All right? Okay. okay. Um, unless I state otherwise. First person, Professor Robert Langdon. Who that? Oh, Professor Robert Langdon. Oh, shit. The name's very familiar, but... It is very familiar, isn't it? It should be very familiar as well. All the listeners at home are going, you know, they're well, I can't say what they're saying, but they're... They're shouting the answer. So try and try and channel that. Should I tell you something up front, Ollie? Yeah. When I watch films, the scientists in them are always the ones I don't give a shit about. I want the guy who <laughs> doesn't listen to the science and he just runs in with guns. Okay. Because you know it all. Um, <laughs> you know it all already. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Oh God, Robert Langdon. Is it, is it on the tip of your tongue, or how how so, far down your tongue is the name? I'd say at least two or three minutes. Which is time I don't want you to have to listen to me spending. Right, I'm going to have um, to press you for an answer. Have you got a way of giving me a clue that maybe subtracts one of the three available points? 
without really giving it away. He's already been mentioned in the in the podcast so far. When I say he, that's also another clue. <laughs> because it's a man. <laughs> Robert. Ollie, I don't know. Okay, so this is Professor Robert Langdon as played by Tom Hanks or Tom Foolery. Hanks, oh, shit, yeah. From The Da Vinci Code. Well, the thing is, I've never watched them. But, I mean, it's an international bestseller. It's a phenomenon. I mean, it's certainly something. Do you want to have a stab in the dark at uh, what his profession is? Angels and demons. Sudoku. <laughs> Fucking pseudoscience. Uh, his, like, historical mythology or something like that. It's actually symbology. So Okay. Okay, so that's zero points there. How did you do at home, by the way? Oh, well done. Better than Ian. Correct, yeah. Well done. You bastards. Okay, uh, number two. Let's hope you fare better on this one. Okay. Dr. Dr. Ray Stantz. Stantz. Can you spell Stantz for me? S-T-A-N-T-Z. Oh, I thought you were meaning Stantz, like the way somebody stands. No, Stantz. Is it the one from Ghostbusters? Ray. Correct. It's Ray. one of the it's one of the ones from Ghostbusters, but which one is it? Ray's the one that's played by um uh not Bill Murray. Not Egon. <laughs> yeah. The one that's now got his own um <laughs> crystal skull going on. Dan Aykroyd. Correct. Bing. And what's Bing. his uh specialist subject? Ectomology. It's parapsychology. Can I give you that, listeners? Can I give him that? I can give it him. I think so. I mean, I mean, they're What's probably ecto- quite different. What is ectomology, actually? Is that, isn't that insects? Well, no, but e- ectoplasm's what they talk about when the ghosts are about, isn't it? Ectomology is actually, yeah, insects, isn't it? Insects. Oh, I'm sorry, you can't, you can't have that one. Oh, no, sorry, that's entomology. Entomology is probably not a real thing. I made it up. But at least it was ghosts related. Ghostology. Okay, so uh, you got two out of a possible three. How did you do at home there? Oh, bad luck. But Ollie, Ollie, don't tart it up. Basically, I've got two out of an available six at this point. I am. Tar- I can tart whatever I want. Okay, question three. Professor. Listen, Professor Sherman Klump. Oh, yeah. Um, Eddie Murphy. Bing. From The Clumps. From it's the nutty professor. Yeah, okay. He studies zoology. It's actually uh, biology. It's not zoology. Okay, fine. I think you're thinking fine. about you're thinking about Doctor Doolittle. Did he do that as well? He did. <laughs> did he? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So what was what was the other one about? I, I think I think yeah he he's fat and then he turns into an Eddie Murphy without the fat suit on and then he's he's. I think you're right. I think he plays the whole family, doesn't he? Well, hold on, Ollie. Here's the thing. I just looked up. Uh, Eddie Murphy was in Nutty Professor 2, The Clumps, where he has a whole fat family that he plays every member of. Did you say The Clumps, did you? I said The Clumps, but I didn't say Nutty Professor 2, The Clumps. I feel like I can give you that. Okay, that's one, one and a half points, I would say. Okay, next one. Dr. Seth Brundle, mate. Uh, Jeff Goldblum, The Fly. And it's biology, I guess. Oh, no. Uh, must be that time travel shit. <laughs> F- physicist? Yeah, correct. That's that's three out of a possible three. Well done. How'd you yeah. do at home? Nice one. 
Uh, you're not as good as me. So, uh, what do you think about um, Brundle as a as a scientist? I mean, is surely his? Uh, I, I think his, you know, checking things leaves a lot to be desired. I mean, he's not very thorough. Yeah, there's that, and there's also like he's got to keep his ego in check. Because, say, for example, that wasn't the thing that he discovered how to do. Um, and he discovered something and maybe he could make money off it or he could like do the world some real good. I think he'd yeah. go the like sort of self improvement route rather than helping everyone else. He's got yeah. that ego. What what did you what did you think about, you know, in the first fly, I remember it was the the probably the first time in my life that I saw something that truly horrified me on on screen, and that was the bit where he's having the arm wrestle with a biker. What'd yeah. you make of that bit? Um Yeah, it's good. Best bet. <laughs> best bit. Okay, Ian's best bet. It's fine. Okay, moving moving swiftly on. Doctor Ian Malcolm. Ian Malcolm. Yeah. <sighs> I thought this would be an easy one. Every everyone at home's literally just yelling in the on the bus. They've they've stopped doing the condensation uh, drawings <laughs> and they're just yelling. They've actually started rubbing it out actively. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Because because I'm doing such a bad job. They've they've started putting in a uh, you know whatever uh, the other the other film podcast is instead. <laughs> they've started literally typing whatever that other film podcast is. Yeah, Doctor Ian Malcolm. And you reckon everyone knows it? Everyone knows it. And and when I say everyone, when I say you're literally going to kick yourself, and I I will be able to hear it. Is it the? Is it? The one Attenborough plays in Jurassic Park. It, you're on the right film. Oh, uh, Goldblum. Yeah, it's got it's Goldblum again. Oh, double Goldblum. Yeah, How we've confusing. had a double. It's been a double Goldblum scenario. Uh, and what's his his chosen profession? So, like Attenborough must be something to do with dinosaurs, but he's uh, Goldblum's providing like a different perspective, isn't he? That's right. Yeah, chaos theory. Oh, oh Matt. What? That was a maths. Yeah, maths. Yeah, yeah, mathematics. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I'm not, chaos giving theory, okay. oh, maths. I'm not giving you that. I'm not giving you that. You're not having it. How do you do it at home? Well, I mean, you said chaos theory before I had a chance. Although I did have a really <laughs> long chance on that one. <laughs> it was a very long chance. Okay, <laughs> he's you... only got one chance. Good okay, thing got... it's real long. <laughs> right, final one. Final one. Okay. Final one. Final Doctor, Doctor Herbert West. This, uh, these are too tough. At least for me, Herbert West, the real name of Mister Freeze in Batman and Robin, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, is actually Jeffrey Jeffrey Coombs in Reanimator. Oh shit! Yeah, he's, a, okay. he's, a, he's the maddest. He's the maddest professor of them all because his his speciality is just bringing dead people back. Yeah, keeping their head in the fridge. Okay, well, I mean, I've done quite badly there, haven't I? How'd you do at home? Ah, nice oh, one. Too bad. All right. Life scores? Yeah. Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. Out of 10? Live score. Pro- probably like a, a four. How the hell are you? How the devil are you? Ollie, generally... I'm good. But there are a couple of things that have gotten in the way of things being a 10 out of 10 this week. Okay. So this week has been the snow week. You've experienced that, right? The beast from the east came along. Snow, good. 
And by the time people listen to this, that'll be a mere figment of their past imagination. Yeah. But yeah, so actually we'll be well on the way to like a glorious summer by the time this comes out. But we've been experiencing super cold. And uh, that was fine. Like Actually, I thought the snow was pretty nice when it arrived. I liked it. And it's gone away pretty quickly down here. I don't know about you. Yeah, it's it's practically gone. So um, that was happening. But then the thing was, the hot water has stopped working in my building. Because, I don't know, it's not actually a burst pipe, but something went wrong with the pipe. Okay. And uh, it's going to take another day or so to get right. So... um, Ex-contributor and potential contributor of the future podcasts, um, Pete Cater, lent me his shower. I went right to his house for a shower. um, How's that? Temporarily sorted things out. But yeah, just dealing with that is a bit crap, really. But still feeling pretty good. I've I've seen Lady Bird in the cinema. Okay. It's probably too arty for you, mate. Really? Is you going out and saying that, are you? I don't know. Maybe it's too Woody Allen for you. Well, no, it's I not. Mean... It's not. But I mean, it's. Um, I don't know. I don't know how you'll get on with it. It's relatable. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's got quite a number of like sort of emotion scenes. Okay. And I feel like it's like it's funny and it's got a little bit of a Napoleon Dynamite feel to it without being that obscene and over the top. Like it's it's a realistic thing that has some. Napoleon Dynamite sort of indie stylings to it. Okay. Not not really. Um, so actually, I think you might quite like it, but um, okay. you may also go, mate, what is this? Okay. Uh, but I liked it. I'm up uh, for it. That's kind of it. I've been watching loads of uh, Lundgren films just yeah. to get prepped for this. So I think that's really kind of the news from me. What about you, Ollie? Okay, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, as discussed, I've literally just come in from, from the gym and when I got in, the cats were prowling around the, the sofa. I know I know what's what's going on, there's a mouse. Uh, so when I came in, the mouse shot out and then Patrick, the four-legged cat, went in and got it in his mouth and then took it under the dining room table and then just put it on the floor. Like, he didn't eat it, he didn't disembowel it. He just literally just put it on the floor and I picked the mouse up and I've just made it a comfortable bed and I've put it in a quiet room just for a little bit, just for it to relax. I feel like... Give it some thinking time. And I, I need to give the cats some... I mean, but they haven't done anything wrong. I mean, it's just, you know, they didn't eat it. So That's their I'm nature, quite, mate. Quite happy about that. Yeah, Is but the mouse injured? Slobber. No, it's not, it's not injured in the slightest. In the slightest. <laughs> it's bleeding out internally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Internal... Uh, I have to wait for the for the cat scan to come back, but you know prognosis is is fine. Uh, I've got the our best guys on the case, so I'm sure it'll be fine. So girlfriend of the podcast Mandy took me out on uh, Saturday for a kind of pre birthday treat, so we went to Laser Quest. Wow! Do you remember? Uh, so- do, you rem- do you remember Laser Quest? I remember Laser Quest. I actually remember getting an invite to this particular event, okay. and here's here's the stickler. I was supposed to be in Scotland for a birthday over the weekend. Okay. Because because of the snow, no trains were going north of Carlisle. Hmm. So I had to call that off. But at the late notice, when I realised, I had completely sort of slipped my mind that there was something going on. I yeah. could have got to Coventry, Ollie. No, it's it's fine. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about it pure, purely because. I thought you, you know. were going to say I, I wouldn't have bothered. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, obviously. 
I can't make it to, or, or, or I don't think I can make it to your birthday uh, celebration. So, you know, we're you, one for you're one. Actually, you're actually no longer invited to my birthday. <laughs> okay, fine. That option's um, not on the table anymore. So yeah, Laser Quest is, is quite good fun, actually. And I think it takes about 30 seconds being in there. from. So you go from kind of, haha, Laser Quest, this is fun, to it's a combat situation. <laughs> until okay. mentally you're just you know taking cover uh checking all your quarters or whatever you corners whatever you say checking corners. corners yeah uh i mean you've not done the basic training it's, it shows you're trying to think about different types of military maneuvers that you may have seen uh like forward roll sorry sideways roll whilst shooting forwards <laughs> yeah so you're in a, you're basically in a, a futuristic combat situation where one you of the tactics, roly poly across the floor. Shoot. Well, and that one of the tactics is literally shooting right down your enemy's gun. <laughs> what? Well, that's one okay. of that's one of the uh, that's one of the hit zones in Laser Quest is is literally down the center of the gun. Okay, and how so do you, you do that? Though? Do you run up to them, grab their gun, and then put yours into the end of theirs, like sort of well, that's, a docking situation? Or there was there was a, a point where. Uh, Mandy just wouldn't stop shooting me close quarters so I did put my gun like end to end against hers and was just firing down her gun <laughs> which is symbolic I guess I don't know um, but yeah it was I it mean was really Ollie good fun. keep your personal life out of the podcast <laughs> thanks very much yeah it was it was really good fun um, and then we came back and we watched Samurai Cop I don't know if you've heard about Samurai Cop oh uh, you've heard of Samurai Cop yeah Okay, well worth a watch. It's it's kind of one of these oh, yeah, it's so bad it's good sort of films, but it's it's just you know it's really entertaining. It's it's a good uh, it's a good bad film. A bit I guess a bit like The Room or Hard Ticket to Hawaii or Miami Connection. That Troll Two, Actually, that some, sort of stuff. Some of the stuff we're going to talk about in this week's podcast. Yeah, it's a little bit like it's a little bit uh, showdown in Little Tokyo. Um, yeah. There was a couple of fun things throughout this film. Basically, the main guy in it, he had nice long hair for the shoot, and they shot about forty percent of the film. And he thought he'd done it all, so he chopped all his hair off. <laughs> and then he was he was called back weeks later, and they had to put a wig on him. And the only wig that they could find was uh, basically a woman's beauty wig. Um, <laughs> and it's just, it's incredible. It can go literally in the same scene. He can go from this sort of quite nice but thin Chippendale-esque hair, or like, uh- you know... I actually, I've seen it, Ollie. I, I remember it now. Basically, the or, wig description I, made me look it up, and I've seen the images, and I have seen this film. Yeah, uh, it was it was quite good. And but I needed before we watched it, I needed to make sure it was legitimately bad, rather than it's been purposefully made as being bad. But you know, it was legitimately bad. They did intend to make the film that they made. It, it was it was good fun. We were laughing all the way through it. Wow. Um, there were some really awkward sex scenes where the the camera just never cuts, and it and the and the direction just seems to be uh, do stuff. Ass. Well, just like do stuff for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and also, there is a there seems to be a sequel on Amazon, like Revenge of the Samurai Cop or something, or Return of. Okay. It just looks shit. Uh, it was made probably only about three or four years ago, I think. It's got Tommy Wiseau in it, and and mm. it's a com- but it's a complete kind of like yeah, let's just like make another one, but 
not in the same sort of spirit. It kind of it's got a bigger budget. You know, when when you try and make this is the beauty of stuff like I, I guess Commando and uh, Showdown in Little Tokyo, Samurai Cop. I mean, Samurai Cop's on a completely different level. They're they're kind of good because they're they're, Un- they're made unknowing. in earnest. unknowing. Yeah. So these are the kind of little gems that you need to look out for. Not and they're when, made when they're earnestly. Tr- yeah, they are. Yeah. Who's earnest? Um, yeah, but in earnest would mean like they're sort of um, a man called Ernest, and they're filming inside him like um, inner space. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, but I'm I'm good. I'm probably about. Um, I think I'm going to go and say I'm as high as a nine at the moment. I'm as high as a nine. The new. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't think I gave a score, did I? No, you didn't. I'm going to say eight point five because the the heater had had to have one of those. Um, baths uh today where i went in the shower but i had a big basin that i usually put my uh like my washing up in my laundry i usually put in it i filled that up with a couple of kettles worth of water and had to kind of pour it around the key that's crouching it (laughs) squat squat wash (laughs) a little bit like um dolph lundgren's bath in showdown in little tokyo which we're going to talk about in a minute so let's get on? on with it yeah, let's, let's do it. Oh, can I just ask you a quick question, Ollie? Uh, yeah. What do you think um, Dolph Lundgren would do if he caught a mouse? That his cats uh, had attacked. Uh, he's a humanitarian. He's a humanitarian. I mean, he's he's a nice guy. So he? he would do he would do what I've just done. Okay. Okay. Uh, so he so he would incubate it in a jug. Yeah. yeah. He'd probably phone up Van Damme as well and ask him to open up a, like a mouse sanctuary and they'd be <laughs> both getting involved. Okay, what would so, Owen Wilson do? He'd be scared. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Great. Deep dive? Yeah, yeah. think I'll probably double check that. Ian, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you have any idea who is born... On November the third, nineteen fifty-seven. Um, Jean Claude Van Damme. Ah, close. Uh, it's actually Dolph Lundgren. Do you want, do you want to know uh, who else he shares his birthday with? Not year, but day. Who he'd have at his party? Sharon Stone. No, uh, Charles Bronson. Oh, nice. Roseanne Barr. Okay. Kate Capshaw. Who? What? Kate Capshaw. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Indy! Okay. Okay. I mean, that, that was a good impression, wasn't it? And uh, Kendall Jenner. Hmm. So, I don't know. I don't want to go to that party. <laughs> okay. Oh, I don't want to go. I mean, um, I don't think they'll be going to Laser Quest for a start. Okay. So, uh, we're talking about uh, Dolph Lundgren. What do you, so you were the one that came up with the idea for this one originally before we then put it out to a poll. What was the reason that you wanted to cover him? You said a while ago we were doing doing a podcast and I think he came up because he was involved in some film that we saw. Yeah, Regeneration. Universal yeah. Soldier Regeneration, which we both thought was amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and an unexpected good one. Um, yeah. But you said, oh, I wouldn't mind doing a full podcast on him. What, yeah, what's your reasoning? Sure, you're working, Ollie. Ah, it's probably because of these uh, trademark square jaw and bold blue eyes, first and <laughs> foremost. Um, why do I feel like that's insincere and you're reading it off IMDb's trademarks section? 
have you got any idea how uh, how tall he is? <laughs> six foot four? No, six foot five. I I don't know. I've, I haven't got that information to hand. Oh no, six foot five. There we go. Okay, I was. Six well, that was pretty five. good for me. Yeah. Okay. Well done. Well done, Ian. How'd you do at home? Ah, oh, shame. Uh, so, uh, I I find that Dolph is one of these guys that, as a presence in a film, I think he's very watchable. Wow. wow. Okay. I think I like I like his his uh, his Body. diction, his diction. Not his not his dick, but we'll we'll get on to that in short order. Yeah, because there is that line in that film, you know, which we'll, needs to be we'll heard. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> it needs to be heard to be believed. But I quite like the way he talks. Okay. First and foremost, I like I like his voice. I think he's got a good voice. It's, you know, it's a it's a it's a good it's a good voice. I can't do an impression Sh- of it. Shall so I don't... shall I tell you what the two main sort of top level notes I had were on this? Bullet point one: interesting look. Now that was because of the strong jaw. Yeah. Um, That's got to be his nickname, isn't it? Oh, strong jaw. But he's also got a sort of generally interesting face and the sort of blonde hair helps with that as well. But he's also got this interestingly shaped body. What? <laughs> do, what? do you know what I mean? Because he's so what? tall. For being like uh, this bodybuilder level like uh, weight trainer, he's yeah. just got this like absolutely tiny waist and really long arms, but he's got the widest chest in the world. Like yeah. he's got an Arnold Schwarzenegger level chest width. But then he's got this like tiny little waist. Um, so he's just like he was the one where like if you had a toy version of him, like the, the <laughs> yeah. scale was different to the other toys. Uh, and then the second point I had here was garbled accent and speech. So it's interesting that you say um, he's good with that. I actually find that like even though you sent me that TED talk where he explains everything about his life, and he's actually a very good talker. Um, generally I've always found that in films somehow they seem to like kind of clip him off just before he's able to really like sort of finish what he's saying or he himself sort of garbles the thing that he, things that he does say and I think it's like based on that thing that you sent me it's just because he's been kind of portrayed badly so what was that thing that I sent you just explain because I mean I didn't send it to all of our listeners what what did I send you you sent me a TED talk which I, I basically all I got was you were saying that it was something closely in reference to one of his films, Skin Trade, which is about uh, people People trafficking. trafficking, And uh, he kind of tells his own life story and a bit about how he was abused when he was young and then how, as he got older, he realised that the thing that was stopping him making himself a better person was how he's hung up on something that he couldn't get rid of from his past. And then once he got over that, he was then able to help other people. And he just talks for 15 minutes, maybe, 18 minutes something like that and he's and he's good and clear and he's like quite a good storyteller um, and now he's uh i think he's like a, a founder of a, a charity called cast um which which you know basically helps rehome um you know sort of people that you know may have been sort of caught up or um victims of human trafficking and abuse and stuff like that so i when i watched that i think that that was i've always liked dolph but First and foremost, I recommend that we'll, we'll share it. We will share this one. I know we always say we'll share something and we never do, yeah. uh, but we will share this one. Uh, it's a really good talk. You'll you'll come away with a newfound respect for Dolph to, after watching it. Shall we move on to some of the movies then? Yes. Yeah, so we could I mean, maybe start really with skin, skin trade quickly, if you like, Go on since on. we're yeah, on I the mean, subject. I just, I just kind of wanted to, to just mention one more thing. So he's had, he has had a 
you know, pretty interesting life. So he was a bodyguard for Grace Jones. You know, he was guarded her body really closely. He, he was, well, allegedly. I mean, there was a rumor that they were married, but you know, it, it's uh, it says on um, Grace Jones's I'm uh, sorry Wikipedia profile that they were together for approximately four years. That's nice. Yeah. So, uh, which obviously, you know, kind of we'll we'll talk about it in a bit, but got his sort of breakthrough in uh, in Bond. Yeah. In a view to a kill. Cue the um, cue the Christopher Walken. Wow! Wow! He's a he was a European and Australian heavyweight karate champion in the eighties. So he's skilled. He plays the drums. He speaks three languages: uh, English, Swedish, and German. He's also said to speak a little bit of Japanese and Spanish. Um, And he maintains his own personal website for his fans. So. That's just like us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, he's not. Look, guys. All I'm saying is, he's just like me and you. It's one of us. Carry on. Well, why don't we start from the start then, rather than um, go straight to skin trade? So, View to Might a Kill was his weird Christopher Nolan thing that you like to do. The timeline. So, chronological madness. Yeah. Um, Chrono madness. <laughs> that's my new. Uh, that's my new movie script. <laughs> 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 I wish it was. It's, actually, it's based on a, a watchmaker. Um. <laughs> oh, I can see his cogs. Okay, um, Ian. So he, he gets his big break in a view to a kill, where he uh, stands in the background as a KGB agent talks up. Uh, basically, they're all standing inside a racetrack and they're on various sort of different steps on the way down a grandstand. And... Um, <laughs> Basically, the director set up a shot where there are bodyguards just kind of in soft focus in the background of the main conversation that's going on okay. between Christopher Nol- uh, Walken. Nolken? Christopher Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Christopher Nolan and Christopher Walken. Um, okay. But anyway, you can see him in the background. He's got the trademark blonde hair and he looks like a bodyguard. And then um, Grace Jones picks someone up and chucks him somewhere. And she's wearing high heels. But yeah, so that's that's what his big break was. And then his next movie, pow, just like that, he's in Rocky Four. I know. it's And when I think about it, in my head, I always think that something like Red Scorpion must have come before Rocky Four, just because of how polished kind of, Rocky was yeah. and how timeless it is. <laughs> and how like timeless uh, Red Scorpion isn't. I think more so that's the case, but yeah. So what do you make of Rocky Four? Um, I think. What do you make of him in Rocky Four? Because we've probably spoke about Rocky Four a million times. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty serious into the Rocky films, and Rocky Four is uh, the big one from the sort of polish and montage sort of point of view. Um, it's got the real '80s um, snare drum sound to all the soundtrack stuff. I like him in it. It's sort of like it's got this obvious commentary about the sort of behind the Iron Curtain and the sort of Cold War and Russians, sorry, Soviets against the US. And he's so, like, sort of insurmountable and, like, like big and amazing that he sort of seems like a symbol for his country. But then some of the other bits in it, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast a long time ago, but when he's getting injected with the drugs (laughs) (laughs) and there's that one shot where he turns around and he looks naive to what's going on. He's like, "Why, why are they doing this to me? Yeah, um, he's kind of like a pawn in all of it, and um, not that kind of pawn. He's he's a pawn in all of it, um, <laughs> but he also has a line that's like, "I fight to win for me," 
so like not for the USSR where the rest of it's all about like he rep- like they say stuff like he represents the country but he's like I'm doing this for me so I think he's actually a lot more relatable than you know those big painted flags that they have inside the arena at the end where he's like just this like totem of a man yeah he's he's not so much that as like a bit of an individual um, but anyway I like him he's good in it wow he's very good in it oh yeah I've got a couple of of uh, Drago facts hit me well, you're you're gonna you're you're gonna uh, hope he doesn't hit you because um, one of the facts is today on things that were never actually said. Uh, so during a, a practice round, Stallone told Lundgren to really go at it, uh, like how normal boxers do for 15 seconds. Okay. Um, Sylvester Stallone ended up with a um, a swelling around his heart and had to be rushed to an emergency room by a plane. Um, <laughs> His, his insurance company thought he was faking it, saying that his injuries looked more from head-on collisions when the steering wheel hits you in the chest. And Stallone replied, Have you seen Dolph Lundgren? That's a truck. That's a steering wheel. That's a head-on collision. His insurance company honoured the claim soon after that. <laughs> I love these sort of four drama um, <laughs> yeah. anecdotes. Yeah, I... <laughs> like the, these anecdotes are so like uh, the IT guy from the office. <laughs> yeah. Like big build up, big build up, and then it was like that. Yeah, they paid out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I says he's a truck, and they're like, "Tell you what, here's the money." <laughs> um, so after realizing how Rocky's previous opponents um, were kind of like loud and animated uh, with Apollo Creed and Clover Lang. Dolph Lundgren came up with the idea of making Ivan Drago a bit more kind of still. And stoic. Br- more kind of stoic and, yeah, brutal and uh, intimidating presence. So that's quite good, isn't it? So he came up He came up with that. He was chipping in with ideas. And okay. I think that that, you know, that really uh, shines through. I've got a quick question for you about... Um, the Rocky franchise. So if you're new to Rocky, because I know girlfriend of the podcast, Mandy, hasn't seen any of them. Jesus. Which are the essential ones? What What's the absolute bare essentials that you need to, that you need to watch? I'd say one and two. And you stop in there? Yeah, that's enough. Really? I'm, Just one and two? Okay. I mean, if, you, if you're saying bare essentials, yeah. I mean, I'm saying one, two, three, four, skip five, uh, six and Creed. <laughs> Um, yeah, I would. I mean, I get behind that. Like, <laughs> okay, what, cool. what what better things is anyone going to do with their time than watch those films? I don't know. Nothing. No. Okay, so moving on. Are we called Balbo- calling Balboa six now? Well, so, yeah. Sorry, your life out, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, what are your favourite quotes from this? I don't know. Somebody throwing a towel. Yeah, somebody throwing the damn towel when uh, yeah. Creed is getting his heed. Bastion. Yeah. Creed's Heed's Deed. Uh, which yeah. it ultimately ended up being. But there was that line right before the fight that Drago says, if he dies, he dies. Yeah. I mean it's a it's a famous one, isn't it? But yeah, I like I like that. I like it. Um when they when they shake hands, which is usually a sort of like tap of the gloves. Yeah. Um Rocky knocks the gloves down as hard as he can into Drago and his arms just don't move and he says, I must break you. Yeah, which is great. But then the other one that he says in Russian, which comes up in subtitle, I think, is he's not human. He's like a piece of iron, as he's talking <laughs> about Rocky. You know, the one good thing about Rocky Five is at the start oh. of it, the shower scene where you can see um, 
Stallone's walnut-like arse. Um, but then, <laughs> but then, but then he has like a shake when he's sitting down, and um, and what um, sort of shake? He's not a handshake. <laughs> but then Adrian comes in and sort of consoles him, but it's because he's had his head absolutely battered by Drago in the fight just before. Ah, okay. um, and it starts to kind of have more of a conscience about the whole head trauma thing. Anyway, that's enough about okay. Rocky Four. In fact, that's altogether too much. Shall okay. we move on? Yeah, so we did have a, a brief stint of uh, playing He-Man, as you know mentioned earlier in the podcast by me bellowing the the phrase. Oh. So yeah, he played he played He-Man. I actually went to see that one at the cinema. Thought it, I'd, even as even as a, a youngin, I I didn't like it. Yeah, I watched the trailer for it today and... It's not good. It doesn't look like it's geared towards the right people because the trailer's quite dark and it doesn't make enough of the fact that it's part of like the whole He-Man cartoon in live action. It just looks like a weird thing that's probably closer to like Highlander than it is He-Man. Exactly. They they end up in America somewhere and... What? You know, things are sort of... It's not He-Man. Like they, they, there's no kind of He-Man shenanigans going. Same on. way, it's Super just... Mario Bros. is more like sort of American than the game is. Yeah. How similar, do you set this yeah. in an American city? Well, we, we can move on from that one. So he, he, he then had his uh, uh, Red Scorpion, and then uh, another big one with the Punisher, which is the, obviously the Marvel, the Marvel thing. So fun fact about seen, the Punisher. Have you seen? Have you seen the Punisher? Um, I started trying to watch it. I was watching it through YouTube. Um, funny fact is that on Amazon, it's only available in German. <laughs> yeah. Which is odd, yeah. But yeah, so it is available on YouTube in English if you would like to watch it. Or if you speak, or if, or if you're Dolph Lundgren and you speak German, yeah, then it's on Amazon. But um, I have watched the title sequence for that twice now. It's good. <laughs> it's a good title sequence. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like it. Okay, so... Uh... Showdown in Little Tokyo, I think, is the next okay. you know, real big milestone. Let's talk about that. <laughs> okay, two, uh, the official synopsis. Go on then. The official synopsis! Two cops have to work together to bring down the Yakuza while trying to protect a beautiful woman. No, a beautiful women. Oh yeah, women. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. A beautiful yeah. women. What? So, this came five years after Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Would you say it's derivative? Would I say it's derivative? I think the title's been made to confuse the straight-to-video sort of audience. Yeah. Uh, Oi, Nana, so this... will you get me that uh, big trouble in Little China from the blockbuster, yeah? Comes back with Showdown in Little Tokyo. What is this? <laughs> but, I mean, by that point, you've already spent the money. And you'd be quite happy once you've, once you've watched it. Uh, yeah. So this is directed by Mark L. Lester. Uh, who made who did um, Commando. Commando. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Commando, and uh, it stars the Crow, Brandon Lee. Yeah, and it also stars our man Dolph. Yeah, and um, uh, Tia Carrera, also famous for her role in um, her oh, similarly singing role. Like she's on yeah. stage singing in uh, Wayne's World as well. That yeah, she's she plays this a similar a similar character in this one. And also in, in Wayne's world, she plays the one that sort of like helps Wayne work out his life, whereas she's very dependent on the men in this one. Yeah, it's, it's almost like it was made in the 80s or something. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. And uh, here's, the, here's the funny thing about this film. <laughs> um, so you've got Brandon Lee and you've got Dolph Lundgren. And guess, guess which one 
is is kind of the more Japanese who likes the more sort of Japanese culture. Brandon Lee is it, is it Brandon Lee? It isn't. He doesn't know oh, anything mate. about. Mate, he doesn't know anything about it. It's actually Dolph Lundgren who knows. Play, playing against type. Yeah, exactly. But it's just such a oh, what an odd couple. Uh, and it, it it just there's so many bizarre scenarios where like Brandon Lee's character has never tried sushi. I ain't gonna eat any of that raw fish stuff. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why he says, but that's just me though. Yeah, uh, like he, so, he has some really odd lines in this. Oh yeah, I mean I don't want to say bad anything bad against Brandon Lee because you know what is it is an enjoyable film. It's got a couple of like quite uncomfortable moments in it. I felt. But it is of its time, so you have to kind of take that into consideration. One, one thing I would say about Brandon Lee in this, though, is... Stinks, I, in it? Yeah, no, but he. I think he's got this idea that he's going to be this sort of, like, uh, comedic actor. Yeah. And he's got all these sort of, like, snappy one-liners that are really, like, weird. <laughs> Clunkers. But he's also... His facial expressions... Like It's a battle in this film for who's got the most pronounced cheeks. Um, because Lundgren's got like such a sort of like deep sort of like cheeky thing that goes into his jaws yeah and then Brandon Lee's just got these like really pronounced cheeks as well like I text you about this saying yeah he is like a Jim Carrey caricature and yeah. he is like kind of that yuppie character from that sketch he's always just like yeah <laughs> um, um, so some of, some of his lines what, what were your favourite lines of Brandon Lee in this well, there are quite a few. Um, he's reading somebody their rights as he kicks yeah. them, oh, yeah. punches them, knocks them back. So he sort of reads them one of their line, uh, one of their you have rights. The right to an attorney. Yeah. You have the you have right the to right. remain silent. Yeah. <laughs> and then he knocks a guy over into like a weird furnace thing full of crystal meth or something. Yeah. Um, and he says. You have the right to be dead, which is a terrible life. <laughs> yeah, and not uh, only that, uh, my next note after that was totally misjudged explosion. <laughs> so he's basically standing over these vats of explosive liquid. Yeah. Um, and he does the thing where he gets a zipper lighter on and the guy's kind of drowning and he throws the zipper lighter into this massive vat. But there's about eight of these vats that are all lined <laughs> up together. Uh, and he's kind of like looking over the balcony as it blows up and just gets like knocked on his ass. He didn't think that through. But the, yeah, but the other thing is his reaction to the explosion is like really like unaction hero like. He throws his arms in there like ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the other thing is it's like uncharacteristic for a good guy yeah. to just like look over a bad guy and sadistic- sadistically be like, "You've got the right to be dead," and then like throw this like he just assassinates the guy yeah exactly anyway so uh, what are some of your favourite lines so another one from Brandon Lee so for some reason instead of going somewhere which isn't anybody's house because they're they're trying to protect this beautiful women um, (laughs) singular Uh, there's just the one of them they're being pursued by the Yakuza and they will stop at nothing to kill these these goddamn you know flies in the ointment so where would you not go? You would not go to your house. You would not go there. But they do. They just go back to Dolph Lundgren's house. And then they... Which know, happens oh, to we- be a beautifully constructed replica Japanese home. Yeah, that Dolph's built himself. Yeah, he has that line where he says, yeah, I built it. And then Tia Carrera says, I thought you would say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so basically there's a, a, a touching moment between Brandon Lee and, and Dolph Lundgren where uh, they're about to sort of tool up and go to battle and he says Kenner, um, just in case we get killed I wanted to tell you you have the biggest dick I've ever seen on a man what? yeah that's, that's a line that actually happened um, <laughs> and actually the original line was you have the biggest dick I've ever seen on a white man and was shortened by Warner Brothers uh, during editing to You Have the Biggest Dick I've Ever Seen on a Man. So actually the film... now makes it seem like uh, Johnny Maruta has seen lots of dicks on women as well. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So basically, when I say editing there, the the final cut came in at 90 minutes. And actually the, the film is now 1 hour 15. So they chopped a whole 15 minutes out of it because test screenings... People didn't like it, so they just basically uh, they chopped it down. But what Cut I'm going to say, all the racist stuff. Perfect runtime, one hour fifteen minutes. I mean, <laughs> is it? Isn't your evening isn't gone? I feel a little bit shortchanged with that, to be honest. But it's probably enough of, of Dolph, Dolph Lundgren. There's actually another like because another film I watched um, for this was Don't Kill It, which is one of his more recent films. That's one hour twenty three. So I think maybe yeah. it makes a habit of kind of fucking things up so much they need to be cut down the, the initial thoughts that I was having with Showdown Little Tokyo was that there was a lot of establishing his hardness so there was two scenes where he was just battering people straight off and then he did a big jump over a Cadillac yep. in, the, in the middle of it it was just pouting towards him and he just did just a massive jump over it brilliant and the guys inside the Cadillac are shocked yeah whoa I did not uh, expect that jumping ability. So uh, a man breaks his, his own neck with his, his own hands. What? It's yep. quite interesting. Never seen that in a film. Uh, and a man is killed... But you've in, seen it in, in real life. Car crusher. Yeah. Uh, a man's killed in a car crusher, which was quite quite brutal. Um, yeah. I've got some parents' guide. Okay. Okay. Sex and nudity. Man fondles woman's breast and vaginal area. Uh-huh. This is very This is very awkward. He then decapitates her. Yeah, that bit is odd. Yeah, that that bit's... hmm. I'm still not Uh, sure why he had to kill that young girl. Probably to send a message or something. He was recording it, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because ultimately he then shows it to beautiful women. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've actually just remembered one really great quote, which was um, he gives Tia Carrera a gun and he says, um, shoot anything that moves. And she says, what if it's you? And he said, you won't hear me coming. <laughs> and then, and then, and, then, and, and then, then, fast forward about maybe thirty minutes of the film. Um, she gets they've, up. They've had it. They've done it. They've done it. They've done the sex, and yeah. she says, "I heard you coming that time." It's so bad. <laughs> Spelled U M M I N G. I mean, I don't even want to think about it. Anyway, um, so we see a man in an outdoor wooden hot tub. Um, a woman he has saved earlier comes up and asks to join him. She disrobes. Full breasts, nipples, buttocks, and partial vaginal area are seen. Uh, I, mean, I, don't know, I don't know. Vaginal what, area. I don't know, I don't know what film they saw. I only saw a side boob from behind. Probably with yeah. some <laughs> nipple. Yeah. But actually, when she asked off Lundgren to close his eyes, I closed my eyes too. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that's that's you. You were you were a gentleman, um, but the, there was a there was a, a very good fight scene in it in a bathhouse. 
Yeah, which I thought was a really, a really good action scene, and uh, Brandon Lee shines in that in that scene as well. Wow, he's very Lots jumpy. Of... Yeah, dr- <laughs> he also does. He, he also does a thing where he kind of. What do you mean like jumpy? Is a... in he's he's scared easily. No, he just all of his fighting is based on jumping around, <laughs> uh, which is actually quite impractical. Okay. And he also does a couple of things where he kind of does his dad's trademarks, um, right? Sort of things where like he. Uh, Moves from side to side on his feet, um, so it does like like yeah, like a sort of certain warming up sort of thing, where you'd expect uh, oh. Bruce Lee to kind of then do a, like a yeah, or like a if sort of anybody that. can do it, then it's his son, it. I suppose. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the other note I had that was the, um, and this is true of Samurai Cop as well, but uh, sex music in films is is quite funny <laughs> because someone's having to compose a piece of music that. This is the music of sex. Yeah. This is the music that that will evoke uh, sex. Hump evoke. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the 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 music is is quite is quite bad. The the um, sex scene also has some very weird facial expressions, uh, like the two people that the camera's cutting to and from are not actually in the same room with one another. Um, and at the very end, a man gets impaled on a Catherine wheel. Yeah, a, a large uh, kind of celebration size Catherine <laughs> wheel. He gets impaled on it with a samurai sword, and then it starts spinning round. And, and even it, and it even co- like the crowd and the people who've committed the the killing look, look quite uncomfortable and disgusted by the display. <laughs> yeah, Brandon Lee looks absolutely sickened. <laughs> Uh, so, anyway, yeah, so yeah, that showed down in Little China. What other honourable yeah. mentions have we got? Because we're out of time already. We're out of time. I started watching The Shooter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish watching that. Seems really good, actually. It's quite stylish. Okay. Um, bit of a, an espionage one. Uh, okay. Dolph's good in it. It's yeah, I'm enjoying it. I, I recommend that one. I've not, I've not seen it all, but uh, so far, actually pretty decent. Like one of his, one of his better ones. Okay. Yeah, we've, we've got a lot of straight-to-video stuff, and we both watched uh, Don't Kill It, which I think has a, a pretty decent setup. So, The official synopsis! An ancient demon terrorises a tiny Mississippi town, and the sort of high concept in this is that anyone that kills the demon uh, becomes the demon. Wow. Hence yeah. the name Don't Kill It. And uh, Lundgren yeah. plays this sort of, like, um, special demon Hunter. hunter hunting guy yeah i mean it was a pretty fun setup but then it just basically loses all momentum for about 40 minutes some of the some of the um, maniacal killing at the start when you just get to grips with what's going on in the film yeah with the music and the initial like sort of blackened eyes sort of thing yeah. It was pretty good. I was like, "Yeah, I'm up for this." And then it just ends up being the same thing over and over and over and over again. Which... It's is basically like I got so sick of that one monster sound. <laughs> it was th- I I I swear, I swear I they swear. only had one. They only had one. They only yeah. had one variant of it because it was just the same. You got sound sickness. Oh, I got a sound sickness. So wanna... vapes in it. Do you want a fun fact about that? Okay. Um, the FBI agent is referred to as Evil Lynn because her name is Evelyn. Evil Lynn is a character from He-Man. And Dolph Lundgren, of course, played He-Man in the live-action Masters of the Universe movie. He-Man. Um, and when I looked at all of the various parents' guide categories, there were no details. 
but everything is set to severe. Okay. So there's no details, <laughs> but everything is set to severe writing. So there was a bit in the film where there was a very gory outbreak inside some kind of Total. rec centre or something, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of gore going on. There was a guitar riff loop, I mean, it, it, and MIDI rock drums. Yeah. Oh, that, that kind of thing, and it just, it was a loop. It ruined just it. went on and on and on. It ruined it. It just, you know how how we were saying on the how to make a movie yeah. episode, or, or Elliot was saying anyway, but we've echoed it. Is bad sound can ruin a scene, ruin a movie. Have a watch of Don't Kill It and just see how the how the audio just Listen completely to how the audio completely just ruins everything. Okay. Um, yeah. So look, don't watch it. It's pretty bad, Dolph. Uh, vapes in it. That's how. That's how bad, bad it is. So, one, uh, one pre- last one from me. I've mentioned it before, and I think I described it a little bit. But Silent Trigger, I listened. Uh, I watched on an air flight. Wow. And uh, it's <laughs> it's got like this good atmosphere to it, and then suddenly it's all crap. What? Okay. Um, but um, the the setup is <laughs> Waxman. What is a fo- Waxman? is a former special forces soldier who is now working as a heavily armed assassin for a top secret government agency. When a covert mission goes terribly wrong, Waxman and fellow assassin Clegg become the agency's prime targets. Okay. Um, this stars Gina Bellman, whose only other real claim to fame was she was in Coupling, which was the BBC's answer to Friends, where she basically oh. played Phoebe. I mean, <laughs> so- was Friends a question? <laughs> The BBC thought so. It's got some quite good violence and gore and stuff in it. A lot of the gore is uh, spraying. <laughs> so Spray like, based. Yeah, so whenever it mentions something, it says the impacts uh, uh, have blood spray shown. There's a fair bit of that going on there. Uh, so Somebody actually said on this, the person below really downplayed the high level of violence. Much more blood than some. <laughs> uh, and the person below just says, some blood and a few people killed. A family is killed at gunpoint. <laughs> seems quite dark, to be honest. Yeah, it seems bad. Okay. Uh, so one final question for you just before we, we wrap up. What's your what's your favourite Lundgren film? Um, my favourite Lundgren one, I would say, is now, just having watched these ones this week, is probably um, Showdown in Little Tokyo now. Agree, uh, but <laughs> yeah, but it's, but it's my favourite movie that he is in yeah. is probably Rocky Four because I, I will Agreed. rewatch that forever. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but I'd say a close third to all this is uh, Regeneration. He's not particularly okay. good in all, uh, Universal Soldier Regeneration, but it's a really good film. Yeah, cool, great. Um, okay, so uh, maybe we will need to do another poll to find out what we should do next. But talking about what we do next if you want to find out you should go to facebook.com forward slash guys on film um, you should also just be sharing everything that we do whether that be in condensation on a bus window or on instagram and twitter that would be at gof podcast if you want to follow us in those two places hmm. um, so go do that stuff yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I, I wholeheartedly uh, endorse and echo and echo uh, the message that has just been delivered. Okay. 
Can can you actually literally echo it? No, please. No. No, 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 no. Okay, fine. Bye. Bye. It's finished. Okay. Yeah, it's over. <laughs>